0: Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I'm your host Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch. And we are joined today by our co-hosts, our fellow spider people, Barry. What up fam? And Isaiah. What's up? Today's episode is on the best team rom-com, Spider-Man Far From Home. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Again, our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Moving in to our intro, Spider-Man Far From Home was released on July 2019 in the U.S. It was directed by John Watts. The script was written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. It stars Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, Zendaya, and many more. Currently, as of this podcast, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 90% for critics and 96% for the audience. And here's a short blurb of the movie following the events of avengers endgame 2019 spider-man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever wow all right let's get straight into it
1: all right first of all every single marvel movie up until now has that that line right the world Mm -hmm. is changing and we must change with it Right. It was in the last Spider-Man movie, it was in Black Panther, <laughs> it was in yeah, yeah. Iron Man, it was in Infinity War, I think. And now, the world has changed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it has indeed. Everyone's dead.
1: <laughs> Every, well, half of, well, no, not everyone.
0: They came back. A but Iron alert. Man is dead.
2: Iron Man yeah. dies.
0: Iron Man dies. Iron Man dies. Farmer <laughs> Thanos dies.
2: Yes, rest in peace.
0: Rest in peace, Farmer Thanos. Are the hero that people didn't deserve.
1: Rip Grimace. <laughs> Grimace, yes.
0: <laughs> the hamburger. Man, <laughs> just McDonald's. That's where he went, dude. After Thanos got wasted, he came back. He reincarnated into Grimace. Have you seen the old Grimace? He has like eight arms or something. He nope. looks creepy. Oh my god, yeah. He does not look like a kid friendly hamburger mascot. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> going off topic already yeah let's go on our thoughts for spider-man who would like to go first
1: i guess i'll go first um okay i thought i thought it was a very enjoyable movie um some uneven pacing but it worked really well because for me personally it was basically just a like a team comedy drama Mm -hmm. with a superhero movie layered on top of it just like draped over it yeah if you like teen drama, teen comedy, this movie works for you. If you like superhero movies, this works for you. And if you like both, it works even better, I think. It has a little bit of great character moments and a lot of great superhero moments, which together make a great film. you what did you think?
2: Yeah, no, I-, I agree with those sentiments. Yeah, I thought it was just a very fun film. Not necessarily like the most thought-provoking or challenging, in a sense, but... It's just a lot of fun. It's a movie you can go in and enjoy. And I like how it starts immediately after. What is the world like post-Iron Man? Because that's the question everyone wanted to know, right? It's like, what does the world look like after post-Iron Man? And this movie knew going into it that they had so much pressure. <laughs> it's kind of to... And like a legacy to uphold. Yeah. So I understand that it must have been very difficult having to... Yeah, make a very compelling film that somehow wraps up and answers a lot of those questions. But I feel like they do a very good job of constantly having Tom Holland be like, man, it's like, I can't be the next Iron Man. And that's constantly shown throughout the entire film. It's like, because he's not the next Iron Man. He's incredibly smart, like talented, strong, (laughs) but he's not the next Iron Man. And he isn't Iron Man. And that's not what Robert Downey Jr. wants him to be. Really good teen rom-com as well. Very enjoyable. You get to see the relationship between him and Zendaya. They have a really weird dynamic in like the first Spider-Man movie, but in this movie, it's like it's great to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, felt more natural.
1: Yeah, a lot more chemistry than uh, Harrison Ford and Sean Young have. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> dude. Like
0: this one, you knew that oh they like each other. In that one, I was like, what? Came as a surprise to me when
1: they, running watching away that section. Together? What? Yeah. Like,
0: what? She's hitting on you? What? No.
1: <laughs> i don't believe you <laughs> yeah Yeah. <laughs>
0: Lifelessly said yes yeah for me i totally agree i think this is an incredibly great teenage rom-com coming of age story like it's a, it's about a boy or a teen coming into his own and kind of understanding what it means to be himself i like this so much the superhero stuff if you took it out i still would have liked this movie quite a bit you could have put a different story on top of it with the same actors and I think it would have been fantastic because it's, it's brilliant. It's funny. It's lighthearted. You know, it's going to be funny when I Will Always Love You, is that the song that came on? And it's this cheesy mm-hmm. editing with like Getty Stock images. <laughs> i I'm like, <laughs> Doves flying on the ground. I was like, oh, this was supposed to be like a touching moment because Iron Man is dead, but then they turn it into a joke and they make it funny. And <laughs> that's how you know, like this movie it's very really subtle. It's not that, quite in-your-face yeah. humor or smart <laughs> or sharp as, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? But when I saw that, I was yeah. like, oh, they're going somewhere with this movie, right? And you mm. see that all throughout. <laughs> when Peter gets the glasses from Iron Man, so touching touching moment. <laughs> he puts it on, and the first thing he does is he tries to take out his rival love interest for Zendaya, right? It's this guy who is a dweeb. They came back, and all of a sudden there's this <laughs> hunk, and every girl's into him. He's competing for Zendaya as well, and then what happened was Nick Fury hijacked his trip, and they made him go to a different location. And then an agent yeah. calls Peter in to a little room, and then he's <laughs> she's like, take off your clothes, and he's putting on take the off your suit. Pants. Yeah, take <laughs> off your pants. Spider-Man Noir suit. Nice touch there, and like, Noir, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. The love rival comes in, he has no pants on, he's next to this girl. And he thinks like he's hooking up with this hooker and takes a picture of it and is showing it to Zendaya. So then he uses the glasses, Edith, to take him out. He was going to erase the picture, but instead it launches killer drones to kill him. <laughs> and I was like, if you think about it, it's kind of scary, but like that's... I
1: that's... I actually kind of hated that scene.
0: Really? I thought it was funny.
1: It's funny. It's It's decently executed i just i just kind of personally disliked it
0: oh really i thought it was like the what level mean? of stupid you see in team movies i thought they nailed it <laughs> you know what i'm saying like super bad level like, mm-hmm. like they didn't quite go all the way in so many scenes like that and it's very goofy i wouldn't say it's the best acted or narratively uh strong movie but like like the science yeah. teacher right he was like as a man of science, I think this is based on witchcraft. <laughs> you know, and he keeps hammering <laughs> yeah. that joke in. And then he's looking with the glasses and you can see, like, the most recent searches on their phones. And his his is mm-hmm. on witchcraft, right? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> they're smart with the humor, you know. <laughs> they, like, keep putting it in there. You know, it's repeated. It references back on itself. And it's goofy. It's very stupid if you really think about it. It's a lighthearted teen movie where, you know, you kind of need to lose a few brain cells to enjoy it, you know.
1: The reason I didn't like that particular yeah. scene—it works in the context of a teen drama. Yeah. It doesn't work necessarily in the co- context of a Spider-Man movie because Spider-Man, like he, he messes up all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the core of the character is he's always trying to do the good thing, the right thing. But yeah, he stumbles a lot along the way. But he's never necessarily incompetent. He just makes mistakes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That—that's true because he's very intelligent.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. not a dumb he's not a dumb guy, right? He's generally generally, yeah. In the comics, he's probably one of the top ten smartest people not just on the planet, but potentially in the universe. Okay. He's a yeah, really smart that's guy. True. But you don't mm-hmm. you don't need that as a reference. You just need to understand that he's not a dumb person in the context of the movies. And that scene was a really borderline on intelligence yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. for Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it was okay. I just didn't I just didn't appreciate. It. I think I think that was a scene where a producer came in and said, "You need an action beat every fifteen minutes."
0: Or you need something funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, an action beat or a comedic moment every fifteen minutes.
0: I did
2: enjoy when he was like,
1: "Oh look, baby mountain goats,"
2: and then he just jumps out and destroys the drone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah
1: I, I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but their execution of the scene was about mm-hmm. as good yeah, as that yeah, could have yeah. gone. That's, yeah. that's
0: because it's a team rom-com at heart and a Spider-Man movie on the side. For me, at least.
1: <laughs> I think it's about equal parts.
0: Equal parts? Yeah,
1: I, I th- I'd, I I'd say about
2: I'd equal say about parts.
0: Because, like, uh, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit later. But, yeah, uh, also I like the coming-of-age stuff where everyone else mentioned it. He has some some heavy footsteps to follow. Iron Man died. Tony starts giving the glasses. Everyone's like looking yeah. up to him to fill those, mm-hmm. that role, that empty space. And he's like, I can't do it. I'm just, I'm just a neighborhood Spider Man, right? Just kind of runs away from those responsibilities because he wants to be with his friends. And he just wants to have a normal life. Yes, just wants to have a normal life. But he knows deep yeah. down inside that he's just running away, you know, because it's hard. Who wants to yeah. do that, right? There's big no real Big boost to fill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big boost yeah. to Phil. Like he just, You're going to get hated on, you're going to get attacked by all these people, (laughs) by the Mandarin.
1: (laughs) That's what these movies have done really well, is that the core dilemma of the Spider-Man character, and why why Spider-Man is really popular as a superhero, is that he's one of the most relatable superheroes. Like, he's got weird powers, sure, but the character as a core... Like his life is kind of a mess, and we can all kind of relate to that, right? Like he can barely yeah. make the bills. True. Like his superhero ego, like alter ego, is constantly at odds with his personal life. He's just like reeling from one disaster to the next, and that's all relatable, you know, on a on a on a human level. Both the movies so far, Far From Home and Homecoming, have really pulled that off pretty well, I think. Yeah, the fact that. He's just fucking up all the time, (laughs) but he always means well, right? He always is trying to do the good thing, the right thing. But just along the way, he stumbles nonstop, and that makes him probably a better character than any of the other Avengers so far. And if they continue developing him this way... Yeah, Okay. absolutely, okay. because absolutely. Captain America, you look up to him, but he's not as he's relatable, just... you know? He's like the yeah. super upright, like, absolutely perfect. And then you have Thor, the god of blonde hair and perfect abs. He's fat, abs. Now. <laughs> Same. He's fat.
0: He's fat <laughs> now, though. He's fat. <laughs> and you fat. have Tony
1: Stark, who's Thick. like the billionaire playboy philanthropist.
0: Always has the answers.
1: Right. None of the yeah. Avengers so far have been relatable Ant- to... man <laughs> Ant Man. I mean, uh, it was the prison, uh, you know. Yeah, to yeah. an extent. To an extent, he's still a little bit out there. They don't spend as much time on like his personal dilemma, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. The first movie more so than the second movie. Y- yeah, but Spider-Man is like is like a character is a lot is very relatable to basically everyone. Yeah, and it's why he's like the poster boy for Marvel as a whole. He's the top selling. Marvel hero of all time, by far, right?
2: Wait, wasn't wasn't there the Sony deal that was like, this movie has to make a billion dollars or else Sony won't let Marvel produce any more Spider-Man movies? Really? That's a mistake, I, I, come I on. Think I think read, I read about that somewhere. I saw an article, and I was like, this will destroy Sony if they do this. Oh like, the my only God. Yeah. really good Sony Spider-Man film, I feel like that came out recently, was Into the Spider-Verse. You're right. right. yeah yeah everything else has been marvel so
1: into the spider-verse was absolutely brilliant but yeah i mean this is this is the best incarnation of spider-man we've seen probably including into the spider-verse although it's pretty close because that movie was amazing that movie was incredible amazing (sighs) ah i mean come on come on tom holland's spider-man is easily the best
2: it it is yeah i i was hesitant at first i remember when i was like Who the heck is this random British kid playing (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man? All his interviews, he's so posh and proper. And I was like, oh man, I don't like this. But then seeing his training video and his like audition reel for the role of Spider-Man, I was like, dang, this guy can dance and he can do acrobatics. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm down.
1: It's a triple threat. (laughs) He's a a triple threat. threat. He can sing. He can sing, he can can dance, he can act. I wish they made him dance in this movie. It would (laughs) have been amazing. Spider-man the musical. He's actually a very talented
2: like ballet dancer oh. classically. trained. Oh, I didn't know that Yeah, should see some of his videos Sam. Mm. Very impressive.
1: Okay, well, I believe Chris Evans was too I Ballet. Really?
2: I believe it though because Bruce Lee was a world-class ballroom dancer People don't really know that he was considered to be one of the best martial artists in the world ever also world-class ballroom dancer
1: Yeah, I don't think most people in the martial arts sphere consider him the best of all time, but he definitely pioneered a lot of stuff. He definitely popularized a lot of stuff. Yeah.
2: The reason why I consider him to be one of the best, maybe even the best, just because of legend status. And I think that there was so much more potential that he had that he just never was able to fully realize, which is really unfortunate.
1: Yeah. I think it's well we we run off on a little bit of attention. Yeah, here, but I think it's a lot of uh, cult of personality. Um he was certainly mm-hmm. a force to be reckoned with as far as the the complete package, but yeah. as far as martial arts as a whole pure skill? Like pure skill, like put him against like a fighter in like a no holds barred contest or whatever. Mhm. He's definitely competent, but you compare him to like a real fighter that's fighting like the Rock. That, that's his whole that's his whole, <laughs> whole no. life. I don't, I don't know that he would really compete. What he did do was introduce a lot of the concepts that eventually led to modern MMA and yeah. popularized them with sheer force of charisma.
2: And I have so much respect for him because of what he also did for the creative industry and like Hollywood because he brought essentially these Hong Kong martial arts films into American cinema and helped true, true bring forth like a whole new genre of martial arts films that were never a thing really in the US. And he got a lot of flack from people in China because they're like he taught a lot of celebrities how to do fight choreography and also just
1: train them He's in like, lots like, awesome of
0: time in Hollywood. <laughs> it <makes> it
1: <laughs> yeah the guy that's playing him by the way is is a complete beast too. Oh yeah? He's he's excited, an absolute dude. monster. Like the amount of training he did for this movie, like just to achieve the physicality is impressive. Dude, I'm, I'm even more hyped now. <laughs>
0: yeah, kind of looks like Bruce Lee, dude.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, double take. that's that's the, that's the point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's the point, I was saying. That's the point, son. Like
2: <laughs> but, no, I respect Bruce Lee so much for what he did for the industry. And creating so much, like, even as, like, an Asian, right? It's like, he... Well, there is now that kind of, like, st- stereotype of, like, oh, all Asians can do martial arts. But... He brought a very positive image to Asian males to Hollywood, and to Western audiences. So I think that that in itself is also a huge thing that shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah, before
1: really. Bruce Lee, it was uh, face paint and like taped eyelids. Ah, what? What's that one that movie was the with industry. the guy
2: who uh, he plays like some Japanese person or something? David Carradine. It's so
1: bad it's so bad i know Maybe? what you're talking about there there are a lot of movies like that yeah. um yeah. it was it was like the industry was standard. a big thing yeah, yeah yellow, yellow face and like taped eyelids and it was like i can't even call it racist because that's just that was what people did back then you know but like after bruce lee people were like hey we can cast yellow dudes to play these <laughs> roles <laughs> there's a
2: We're in LA. There's a lot of Asians here. Wow. Maybe Uh, we can hire them.
0: I just wish the cast, you know, (laughs) still to this day, though.
2: But I think it's really cool now that you look at a lot of fight choreography and the whole scene involved around that. And it's a lot of Asians who are working behind the scenes, working as fight choreographers Mm. and, like, fight directors. So... Makes me proud.
1: He was the the trendsetter, and then um, mm-hmm. after him it was like John Woo and oh John Woo man yeah. oh legend follow Jackie Absolute Chan logic. Jackie, Jackie Chen, Chan yeah and then it was yeah. it was even Bruce Lee even a communist
2: but that's fine I mean Jackie Chan was
1: literally <laughs> his his successor
0: yeah he tried to mm-hmm. copy Bruce Lee like, like making serious movies that didn't work out so he did comedy and then that's like oh this is way better <laughs> yeah he found his yeah. own comedy style. action yeah
2: and. Bruce Lee even beat up Jackie Chan for a couple of his movies.
1: Yeah, he was a stunt yeah. guy for, for Bruce Lee's movies. Yeah.
2: Like Enter the Dragon. Yeah. There's like a scene of him getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and Bruce Lee legit punched him in the head. <laughs>
2: yeah, and then Jackie Chan in interviews was like, "Man, that's one of my proudest moments right there." <laughs> Get <laughs> he getting a by Bruce- to the face from Bruce Lee. <laughs> uh-huh. It gave him his power uh-huh. <laughs> to make another movies. It was a, a christening. Yeah, to christening. go
0: on, baptized
1: yeah but anyway spider-man yeah spider-man so spider-man let's talk about how spider-man fits into the superhero pantheon as okay, you will okay. from marvel because is kind of interesting spider-man is what you would call more a street level superhero right His powers are exceptional, but he's not going to fight fucking Galactus, you know? Except he did fight Galactus. Fought Thanos. (laughs) In in fact, he's instrumental in beating Galactus because his regular powers are cool, but, you know, they're not on, like, Captain Marvel level. I will destroy ships. Yeah. His most powerful abilities are his intellect and his spider sense. His Peter Tingle. Peter, Peter Tingle, Tingle. oh right. my god, that made me laugh so <laughs> hard in the theater. Yeah, you're Peter <laughs> Tingle. It was real good. It's often the case in these giant fights, these incredible ensemble cast fights in comic books, Spider-Man ends up being one of the last people standing ahead of like ridiculous people like Hyperion and Thor and wow. all these guys. Just because he has the spider sense and his intellect, his wits. It's kind of cool because he kind of straddles the space between Tony Stark and Captain America, right? Yeah. He has the best qualities of both of them, essentially. The next generation. Yeah, the next (laughs) generation. I'm really excited to see where they take his character as it's going to be within the next Avengers, right?
2: <laughs> what hmm. what is this now avengers four five what are we counting this as i don't
1: know what is it uh six <laughs> it might be six is, is avengers six? age of ultron we're gonna count well, civil no. war first it was loki right loki
2: then ultron then infinity war then endgame so four right so this is no
1: I'm, I'm gonna count civil war that was essentially, oh, you're going to count Civil War? I'm going to count Civil War. But it's but it's Captain America, my dude. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. you're right. Captain America. <laughs> okay. It's Captain America okay. in the front. <laughs> this is essentially Avengers 6. I'll call it Avengers yeah. 6. Okay, okay. And we're, we're going to have to fold them into Captain Falcon. Captain and Falcon. Winter Soldier and Doctor Strange. And presumably Mr. X-Men. Mr. Strange. Fantastic <laughs> Four or both, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe both.
0: Dude, please, make a good Fantastic Four movie. Make a good one. If
2: Wolverine is in a Marvel movie, I'll get so hyped, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: They're going to have to cast a new guy, though, right? Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman isn't playing Wolverine. If
1: I had to make a prediction, yeah. mm-hmm. like it, in the writer's room, producer's meetings that's going on, probably their biggest hurdle is to cast wolverine and fold the x-men into the mcu yeah fantastic four is really easy because all those movies fucking sucked and nobody cares yeah that's very true yeah, but the x-men movies have had some <laughs> limited success and hugh jackman's portrayal of wolverine has been so iconic yeah and especially after can...
2: logan you're like who can oh. take that up man it's like who can live up to that i don't even know so that's tough
0: ben kingsley <laughs>
2: ben <laughs> kingsley Yo, he old, though. (laughs) Yeah, he's getting kind (laughs) of old.
1: It's just a Mandarin. (laughs) Deadpool would be actually pretty easy. You just do whatever the hell you want with him, because he's Deadpool. Uh, He's Deadpool. Deadpool Deadpool
2: does literally whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, But
1: Wolverine's going to be really hard. I would probably expect, actually, that they're going to do Fantastic Four first. Really? I'll, I'll put a US dollar on this. The overarching oh. storyline for the next major Avengers saga is going to be Secret Wars.
0: Mm, okay. Secret okay,
1: Wars. It's going to fold Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, most of the heroes as we know them into one central conflict. Who are they going to fight? The Beyonder. The Beyonder?
0: Bad Bath and Beyond?
1: I. The Bad Bath <laughs> and Beyonder? I have no idea who that is. Yeah, congratulations, you and most of the world this will be fun uh the beyonder (laughs) is like an extra dimensional being that has ridiculous powers he basically has the same power as like the infinity gauntlet we'll say Mm, just by himself yeah just by himself oh man (laughs) oh man i mean okay (laughs) comic book story time here we go Okay, the Beyonder is sort of a being from what's called the Beyondverse. There's the Marvel Multiverse, which is all the different versions of Earth and Marvel all the Avengers or whatever. And then there's the Beyondverse, which exists completely separately, as the name implies, beyond the Marvel continuity. And that's his own separate thing. The Beyonder is sort of from there, but not really. Okay, okay. Uh, the Beyonders exist in their universe, but the Beyonder, as he, as he exists in Secret Wars, exists because Owen Reese, the Molecule Man, attempted to create some interdimensional rift and ended up tapping into the Beyondverse. And the energies uh-huh. of the Beyondverse leaked into the Marvel Universe and did a couple things. The first thing he did was give him, Owen Reese, the Molecule Man a ton of power, the other half of that power went to the Beyonder. This also folds into the... oh my god, what is it called? The cube? The, the tesseract? tesseract? Not the Tesseract. The Tesseract is, um... <laughs> They're pulling out the Tesseract again? <laughs> the Tesseract was supposed to be the Cosmic Cube, but they rolled it into the Infinity Stones. The Cosmic Cube is basically the Infinity Gauntlet. It's a conduit into the Beyondverse, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that because it would be visually confusing to everyone in the <laughs> the entire cube. world. Yeah, it's just, it looks exactly like the Tesseract. You just got to make it green. Yeah, That's the only way. Make it
0: purple, you know? It's Thanos cube.
1: Yeah, anyway, what happens is uh, when Reese taps into this uh, Beyondverse, the Beyonder form is from all these energies from the Beyondverse. He's completely nuts, so he decides, hey... I'm going to take all the heroes and all the villains, I'm going to cram them onto this battlefield, and I'm going to have them fight each other, and that's Secret Wars. And a lot of stuff comes from it. The original Venom symbiote came from Secret Wars. Spider-Man discovers the Venom symbiote during the course of this. Fantastic Mm -hmm. Four meet a lot of other heroes through this. Spider-Man potentially meets alternate universe versions of himself through this. (laughs) that'd be awesome. Yeah. He meets Miles. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh. I think in the original Secret Wars, he meets a multi-armed version of himself. He meets a post-apocalyptic Spider-Man. He meets a bunch of different versions of, himself. you know, it, I mean, he could, they could potentially fold it into, into the Spider-Verse, like Miles Morales and all that stuff through this, which is why I'm saying it's probably Secret Wars because it's pretty open-ended what they could do. They're essentially taking all the heroes, all the villains and like stuffing them into a battlefield for this. It's going to be like Sakaar. batman v superman (laughs) dawn of justice oh my god don't make me shoot myself suicide squad (laughs) (laughs) anyway coming back from nerd tangent tangents upon tangents
0: Tangents upon
1: tangents I think that Spider-Man feels really good he's in a really good place right now yeah absolutely
0: that's a very interesting side note because even though it's a tangent I feel like that's a great observation because I was thinking about it and I'm really happy with how they went with Civil War like it's way different in the different comic book interpretations of that event, right?
1: It's not even close to the Marvel of the comic book event.
0: Yeah, it's not even it's not close at all. And I was thinking about that, and you're right. It has a ton of movie potential because you're just pitting a lot of good guys and bad guys against each other. So I think you're right. I think you should put money on this.
1: <laughs> I put a dollar on it. You yeah, put a if dollar. You guys on. want to take all me right. up on
0: that? No, no, I I'm agreeing with you right now. Uh,
1: one whole dollar.
2: A whole dollar. Um. I don't think I want to go up against that bet. It's too much money,
0: man. Too much money. But yeah, going back to Spider-Man, the reason why I really like this movie, again, the superhero parts are are probably the least favorite parts for me.
3: Oh,
2: really? I I
0: know you said you had pacing issues. Yeah, so for me, the pacing issues come in where he has to sneak off and do superhero stuff, and it doesn't quite have the same impact for me as the rest of the movie did. For example, when he first meets Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal in the underground base. yeah. That entire section could have been taken out for me it wouldn't have mattered it's just there to give a reason as to why mysterio needs to be there i mean mysterio giving the reason why he needs to be there right these elemental creatures attacking earth and they're going to destroy the world if you don't <laughs> you oh my don't god okay i, I have yeah. to interject here yeah.
1: that scene was really important to me yeah i mean i already knew that mysterio is going to be a villain because he's mysterio but yeah he's mysterio you know people that don't read comic books might be fooled Yep. But this is like the little, the little wink to comic book fans in this scene that tells you that Mysterio is 100% a villain, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I spoke about this before, but in the mm-hmm. comic book multiverse, Earth-616 is the main Marvel comic book continuity. That is the numerical de- designation for main Marvel comics. And if you remember in that scene, Mysterio says, Your world is designated as Earth-616. And my world is designated as I think Earth 886. Oh, I
0: think it said 833 or something. Was
1: it 833?
0: Might have been. I wrote I it know. down, but I'm not sure if that's correct.
1: I have to. I'll have to rewatch it to be sure. But it was eight something. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. as soon as he said that, I thought to myself, "Oh." <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> It was a little wink, nudge, nudge to anybody that reads comic books in the audience. Like, yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. (laughs) Before the big reveal scene, that's the scene where you realize. Uh, Because the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a numerical designation in the Marvel continuity, and it is not 616. Okay. Hmm so if you're a mega nerd that scene was very important <laughs>
0: yeah i don't think, I think, of a guy, I think you know like isaiah was telling me i remember this that when you know the reveal came out that mysterio was a bad guy a lot of people were like gasping and they're like oh didn't see that coming at all I'm like what <laughs> mysterio is one of the main bad guys spider-man fights you, you know he's bad he's guy, bad. He bad, he guy. Yeah. A bad guy yeah
2: still bad guy
0: exactly every, every one of these movies you got a guy and he's a bad guy. <laughs> Might not be a bad guy, but he's the bad guy, you know? Like,
2: yeah. I don't think Mysterio was like that. bad Oh
1: of a no. Guy. No, no! No, 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 no! He was definitely a bad guy. For me, he was a straight-up psychopath, guy. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Here's
0: what I liked about him, and I wish they would have played him a little different. I like that he had a team. He's like this evil Steve Jobs. He's like angry because Tony Stark took his tech and named it Barf. <laughs> like, that
2: was his augmented
0: <laughs> reality technique, the barf, and that's why he's pissed off. He wants smart people to be recognized, and, like, he has this, like, really deep line where people will listen to anything, you know? I really—I wish they dug into that a little bit more, because then, like, if it was, like, what is reality and what is people's perception of rea- reality, if they dug into that a little bit more, like, he could yeah, have had deep meaning there. very
1: interesting. Oh but I don't—I don't think he's—he wants— talented people to recognize i they're just thinking wants himself to be yeah no no that's what i Mm want to
0: change though i wish that they didn't make him this crazy psychopath like it's so cliche his character would have had more color if he genuinely wanted people to listen to him and genuinely make the world a better place and he genuinely thinks that like tony stark messed it up because he's he's not a the best character he has his flaws too and like if you saw that it would have made for a much more relatable character and you would have been sad that he's a villain, but when you make him Mm -hmm. crazy and just wants to kill people for himself, you're like, I don't care about this guy. It's just a villain. I felt if
2: they made him
0: like, you could tell he's like sympathetic
2: towards Spider-Man. Totally. So I think if they dug into that, and if that was kind of a core part of his character too, I think that that would have been so much more interesting and a much more compelling villain. Like Killmonger, right? He's a sympathetic (laughs) villain. (laughs) He's the sympathetic yeah. antagonist, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Antigonist, yeah. I wish they yeah. developed him a lot more. He, he should have been the hero of the film.
2: Like, yeah. Compelling villains just make for better movies.
0: Yeah, like relatable yeah. villains. Like, you mm-hmm. want them to be a good guy. You're you you're kind of rooting for them to change. If you can pull that off, that's awesome that you have a relatable hero and a villain. Wow, double whammy. I like what you said before. Like, there's not much to take out of this movie other than it being super fun. And if they did, put a little bit more work and then sprinkle some things in to trick the audience into thinking and feeling things beyond, like, Team Rom-Com level.
1: Well, they were never... Okay, they were never going to make Mysterio a... A good guy. A, no. Not? yeah, Not necessarily a good guy, but a recurring character. Because yeah. uh, if, if you've noticed... They do not ever really bring back A-list actors, yeah, because yeah. they're expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, liter- that's literally <laughs> it. Their whole strategy has been to hire talented, but underappreciated actors and directors, because they have so talent, gone, yeah. but they're cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you have a good point there.
1: They bring in these people as villains because they can bring in additional box office draw, like additional people mm-hmm. to, to watch their performance, but only for one movie at a time.
0: Yeah, Because yeah.
1: they have too much marketing and uh, star power to be able to negotiate multi-movie deals where they might do, pull like a Robert Downey Jr. where they get paid like a hundred bajillion dollars for every time they yeah. show up on the screen.
2: Uh, Ten million per movie. And no. those two two percent of yeah the he, film's got, he got a cut of he got a
1: no so, not profits he got a percentage of gross, not prof- gross. It's gross. Holy cow! No, he got a percentage of, of gross because um, every disgusting. movie every movie since the beginning of time has showed essentially zero profit. Okay. <laughs> because of contract negotiation, it's it's super dumb. But yeah. actors almost never get paid if they have percentage of profit. It's going to be like five dollars. Because Hollywood book, bookkeeping is very clever, and they managed to show essentially zero profit for every movie that's ever been made. A lot of the cast of the original Star Wars got screwed over because of this. Like Mark Hamill had a percentage of profit, oh, which means ouch. he made essentially yeah. negative five billion dollars. But Harrison Ford had, I think, a percentage of gross so that's a a hot tip that's
0: a hot tip for everyone out there who wants to be an actor always take the gross always go for gross
1: (laughs) yeah good fucking luck with that (laughs) nobody's ever gonna sign you if you try to negotiate for gross
0: (laughs) okay I understand like the the marketing aspects as to why it's not gonna occur but like in in a world where none of that exists just making the best possible film that you can for me at least I'm not talking about everyone else just for me because I'm giving my opinion on what I want to see I wish they had developed Jake Gyllenhaal's character to be more sympathetic. Yeah, when you see him interacting with all of these people who have been like kicked to the curb, and they're like an amazingly talented, and like it's hilarious. He even has a scriptwriter to make up the story for him. <laughs> like Yeah, <laughs> he's smart, but he doesn't know how to make the individual components. He just puts it together, and he's a guy with a big idea, and just making everyone work together. You can feel his charisma; people believe in him and look up to him, and it's just like. I wanted to root for that guy but when he went psycho I was just like ah, I, I, I was hoping it didn't happen because his scene with Peter was just sitting down and talking to him it's like what do you want to do at this moment right like you Peter Parker just giving him yeah. an advice and I was like oh this is it's kind of touching like he has someone to look up to and obviously he betrays him but like <laughs> that knife in the back would have felt more painful if he was genuinely well meaning he meant everything he was doing just misguided yeah. that's what i wanted to see that's why i felt like the issues with the pacing of the movie mostly came from the superhero stuff that said other than the last scene i know as you said one of the best scenes that you ever seen. i totally agree it's one of the most yeah. visually <laughs> stunning and realistic and breathtaking scenes i've ever seen in any movie like special effects what's happening on it like all the movies before it combined cannot compare too far from home for me personally speaking that end scene i think for that scene alone is yeah. worth watching the movie yeah. like they did such a fantastic job i'm not going to go into it because want people to be wild by it it looks real <laughs> you know we watched uh independent Day recently <laughs> right very like i know this a long time ago but like there's some uncanny valley stuff whenever you use miniatures or like special effects and this this had none of that maybe if you do a frame by frame you can notice it. I was genuinely immersed in that scene.
2: I was like, man, this movie would be amazing to watch like in 3D
0: Yeah. just
1: for that last fight scene.
0: The, the best viewing experience money can buy.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, are you talking about the overall scene or the scene just in that hallway?
0: Not the hallway, just the overall end scene. The drones flying around everywhere, him just fighting them. Everything exploding, the, the giant creature as a hologram, like, everything looked fantastic. The entire end scene, that whole portion.
1: I don't know. I'm going to have to disagree with you guys here because That's fine. Oh, man. That's why I, yeah. I, I usually kind of check out a little bit for the third act of most of these movies. Yeah, it was visually stunning. It felt a little bit disconnected because of <laughs> the way it was shot and edited. The core of the movie thus far has been Peter's connection to his classmates and yeah, I agree. Mary Jane. Yeah, I agree. And in the third act, they separate them. Like John Favreau and I, yeah. they're sitting like on a soundstage somewhere, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and yeah. they're just they're just cutting back and forth. And it felt like it was compromising the core of the movie for the third act accuracy. I, I can see where you're coming from, yeah. As yeah. far as like the thrust of the characters throughout the entire totally, movie. Totally, I
0: totally agree with that because like yeah. for me, the worst part. So the movie are the superhero stuff because you gotta have that in the movie, you know? They came to see some action in Spider-Man kick butt and be Spider-Man and have, you know, stuff happen on the screen. But, like, if that didn't happen at all, just focus on that, that teen drama and, like, him coming to realize what it means to be Spider-Man and Peter Parker at the same time, I would've been happy. It would've made it for a more solid film thematically and, like, just be more consistent with the flow. But given what we have right now i felt like you know the end scene was like the cherry on the top of a half finished dessert that's really good <laughs> you know like, <laughs> it's not completed it's not complete they just ended it because yeah, yeah, they ran that, out of you know sense. you can't make like a four-hour movie i guess you could but like you know they gave us something really good and they left us wanting more like i i feel like that's my take on the movie like with everything Jake Jen- Gyllenhaal's character, like I think he did a fantastic job. They yeah. didn't go in a direction I wanted. And it left me wanting more. Spider-Man's interaction with his classmates, like when he slaps that guy who took his glasses, that's so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> well, Flash
1: Thompson. Yeah.
0: Uh, Flash. <laughs> Just that was Flash him. Thompson i was like yes it's like but then you see at the end that he's he's a sympathetic character because like his parents don't love him (laughs) that's why he's such a d-bag and like he's really rooting for spider-man because i think he relates to him like he's the character that he wants to be maybe i'm reading too much into it but like you know like he knows he's a terrible (laughs) person and maybe he hates himself you know if they play that into that a little bit more too like everything they just left me wanting more of and, and then they had to sacrifice that to make a superhero movie because it makes money.
1: I just feel like they could have tied the two halves of this movie together better. Totally. Because the the, the third act, like uh, everything to do with Zendaya and Flash Thompson and John Favreau and like all the high school crew is just kind of shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that if they spent more time trying to tie everything together... Rather than just giving them stuff to do, it would have felt a lot more cohesive to me. Yeah, I
0: understand what you mean by giving them stuff to do because they're like that hallway scene, and then
1: yeah, they're just in the Tower of the Lo- uh, Tower of London on like some soundstage, and they're like, "Let's run." Yeah, <laughs> Let's run. <laughs> that, that's It's just it. this little action set piece to add a little bit more weight to that final fight, but yeah, it was I mean, just really suspense. disconnected. Yeah, because they're completely in different locations, just cutting back and forth, and there's a lot less suspense mm-hmm. that way yeah totally
0: yeah. and i think there's a scene where it's like explosion happens and it's a scene where like oh i don't know if they're okay or not and the character's like are you okay right but then they showed him being fine before that scene so i was like oh it's, it has zero impact i know they're okay <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> i forgot which exact scene it was but i remember watching it and i was like they messed it up there like <laughs> you know <laughs> You're supposed to leave the audience hanging, but if you if the audience knows then that scene has no meaning
1: yeah, it was just It was just a lot sloppier than the rest yeah. of the film that felt pretty tight
0: uh I totally agree. I yeah. think it was sacrificed for the sake of putting st- stuff on the screen for people to watch and go yes this is uh this is what I wanted mm-hmm. <laughs> action I guess this makes me sad but It's the reason why again, I was thinking about it, like the amount of mo- money that annihilation and Blade Runner made mm-hmm. it's kind of the reason why they do these things
1: what amount of money that they made you mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, zero none dollars amount of money.
0: <laughs> negative <laughs> dollars yeah it's kind of sad because if they had focused on making this movie more consistent with what they had in the beginning uh, i felt like it would have been it's i'd still think it's a great film but an amazing film for different reasons
1: yeah i mean it's no last jedi you know okay (laughs)
3: okay okay Uh,
2: i I love how in this film though they build a lot more on the characters and their relationships yes so because it's like that's what i want to see right that to me makes a compelling and interesting film is sympathetic and nuanced characters who have their flaws have their own personal motivations and are just generally relatable and interesting. So I love the relationship between Happy and Uncle May. Uncle May? Uncle? What? It's okay. Isaiah's had
0: a few drinks. Not yet. Yes. <laughs> Not, yet.
2: Not yet. But like Aunt May. Marissa
0: Tome? Oh yeah, she's she's cute. I love Star. how
2: they build up to it in the previous films. Yeah. Where they're just like. oh happy you'll you'll find a girl one day (laughs) like even like iron man what one two happy's just like this lovable lonely single guy yeah and (laughs) it's kind of like a really long payoff i I enjoy their relationship and their
1: dynamic yeah i I just love that it's a john favreau (laughs) 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 that's true that's true
0: uh, oh, I love yeah. that scene at the very end where Spider-Man looks like he's gonna come out with his identity to the world and it's just like <laughs> you need to talk about your relationship <laughs> with my aunt are you then, dating are you, are you dating Aunt May? I'm like, I'm like, no like yes. no yes and, and then they have this long conversation <laughs> and they're just talking over and each other like, and ah, I'm gonna, like, gonna go yeah I'm gonna go <laughs> this is what that's what I wanted to see that's 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 brilliant it's like kind of reminding me a little bit like Guardians of the Galaxy but you know that film is Way better.
1: (laughs) That leads into my favorite scene of the movie, though, which is just him web swinging along with MJ. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's the payoff that we've been waiting two movies for, you know? You have not. Right. In two movies, we have not yet seen Spider Man web slinging through New York until that moment. That's the moment. Yeah, we've not seen it. In the first movie, he was in the suburbs. He was in, like, Queens.
2: Right. That's true, yeah. And he never did to... it.
1: <laughs> and then the second movie is in Europe.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do you web swing when there's no buildings? <laughs> he's like trying exactly. to trees and
1: stuff.
0: It's going trees.
1: <laughs> he's like running through the golf course. Oh, ah, yeah. man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just running real fast. He's like, ah, oh, I wish yeah. I had different
0: superpowers. I wish I could fly. <laughs> yeah, that movie had so, much, so many little scenes that develop character, like when he's talking with his buddy about his plan on how to like confess his feelings to mj like mm-hmm. him buying it him being in holland and trying to get a ride out and he doesn't know how to pronounce the place's name so he just gives the phone to the guy <laughs> and tells him to do it <laughs> and then somehow happy understands and then guy finds the place and all these little scenes uh it felt real it felt like something an actual teenager would do and like real people would do and that's kind of what i want to see in these movies
1: that scene though yeah. was probably maybe my f- my favorite outside of the web slinging stuff
0: oh really which one him him with happy
1: yeah him with him with yeah, happy yeah. yeah that whole transition because so it went from like <sighs> the the fake mentor and um mm-hmm. adult right. figure to the, the the real one the under and it was And it was a complete flip-flop because Glenn Beck was the one that he wanted to look up to. He was looking for a new mentor, right? Yeah. A new beacon, a new height to aspire to. Mm -hmm. And the movie was basically saying that there is no new plateau. He has to find his own way, right? Mm -hmm. That's the central, that's the core message. Like, he has to become himself. And it went from... Mysterio, who was the one he looked up to, to John Favreau in that moment, who was the one that instead of being above him believed in him and supported him.
0: Oh, good point.
1: And that was yeah. like that. That was um one of the emotional cores of the mo- movie. And I just really love that scene. That like that little, the little moment where he's on the plane and he's designing his new suit, and um, John Favreau puts <laughs> on ACDC. Yeah, like the the visual, the visual callback well, to like Iron Man one. Yeah, like, like ah, yeah, it's, yeah so I
0: got I got the feels there because they see little a little baby Iron Man being born. But like it's it's better, you know. It's yeah, it's more innocent. Yeah, yeah I, I ah. like that scene. You're right. I like the scene. Yeah, that was a, a good lot. scene. Yeah when i saw that scene though i was like no the tulips no <laughs> yeah the tulips that's what they could do when the plane was landing i was like please <laughs> land somewhere else the flowers look awesome they look beautiful <laughs> why would you land there yeah, yeah i was thinking that too but like yeah when i saw that scene barry you're completely right I didn't see the parallels until now that you that you pointed mm. out and man like those character moments they're there's something else like i I didn't notice that and now that you mentioned it, I'm like, wow, there's more I have more respect for the writing of this film. And it's kind of a shame that those people didn't have you know, weren't given more to work with. Like just take the entire third act
1: out and put in whatever they wanted. I'm sure yeah. they had more that they wanted to do, but yeah, you gotta have yeah. the action beat every fifteen minutes, it. It, guys. Just, you you gotta, just gotta have it. You gotta yeah. satiate the popcorn munching idiots out there. <laughs> Nobody's been punched in like 20 minutes. What am I going to I'm I'm leaving. (laughs) There's no
0: boobs. What am I going to look at? (laughs) There's no guns.
1: I think this is the reason why
2: Marvel just outclasses DC is because they managed to have a lot of fun yeah, and funny moments, but still have these moments and emotional chorus to their films where... The characters are very sympathetic and they give you a lot of reason to care for them. And they do both fairly well. I say if they focused on one, it would elevate the one. But I enjoy Marvel movies for the fact that they're very lighthearted, but also can have like these more serious emotional moments that do play out very well. Totally,
0: totally.
1: I enjoy Marvel movies because their heroes are not miserable hypocrites.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy Marvel movies because they're not complete garbage. Alright, Suicide Squad, please. Except Thor.
1: Well, he's miserable. I don't know if he's a hypocrite. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't think he's
2: a hypocrite. Just yeah. completely miserable. Because, you know, everyone dies or leaves him because they die. <laughs> And then he gets fat. <laughs>
0: I really like Aunt May too because she's such a like mom character. When she packs the spider suit in his suitcase, and like, <laughs> you forgot this, and they're opening it up, searching his suitcase at the airport, and just like really this... nervous, No and they just pull out the banana. And it's like you can't take this, <laughs> like because she packed the banana too. Uh, He's like, oh my god! It's so funny. Like oh, you can wait, imagine wait. that happening. Yeah.
1: I need to make another bet. I need to make okay. one more bet. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The right. payoff line in the last twenty-two, twenty-three movies uh-huh. was Avengers Assemble. Okay. Absolutely. The payoff line in the next twenty-two movies is going to be with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh, are you serious? But I'm gonna I... bet another dollar on this. Why now, though? Why now? I no Uncle Ben. Line to be no there is Uncle Ben are you kidding <laughs> they just don't talk about it very much because it's been it. overdone
0: yeah I know but like why would they put in the line now
1: no it's gonna be the payoff it's gonna be the Avengers assemble of the next, of the next saga because <laughs> okay. everybody's waiting for it right they haven't given to it to us for two films which means they're not gonna give it to us for a while right oh. that's gonna be the moment
0: what if they don't ever give it to us though
1: no way Marvel is too good for that. They're too smart for that.
0: You're right. It's the one line that every person who knows Spider-Man remembers. It's Uncle Ben dying <laughs> <I'm> saying, "With great power comes great responsibility." There's memes about it, like Spider-Man walking down the grocery aisle. He sees Uncle Ben's eyes, and he just starts crying.
1: <laughs> if anything stays the same, Uncle Ben dies. You
0: know. Yeah. It's only only constant in that universe, the whole cinematic <laughs> universe.
1: Uncle Ben will always die. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm betting it right here. I have two dollars on the line now. Two dollars uh, on the line. Your,
0: your logic is too strong, Barry. I can't argue with that.
1: It's gonna pay off ten years from now. But I'm gonna <laughs> get gonna that get dollar. $2.
0: <laughs> You're like
1: I was right now. Give me my two dollars.
0: I uh, I think they could completely ignore it and just like put it as like a an Easter egg somewhere, like a poster or something.
1: No, fam it's too (laughs) it's too powerful
0: I know your argument carries too much logic there I can't I can't disagree with it
1: there's too much there's too much emotional weight there
0: you're right we'll say secret wars and with great power comes great responsibility you heard it here first folks this happens then people will have to treat us (laughs) <laughs> as profits as profits we got some credibility you know we're not bad anymore where uh we can predict the future
1: <laughs> i can probably predict it a lot more specifically than that right there's going to be the low point and in, in the ultimate movie right the next uh-huh. end game, where they're all like together the bad guy has seemingly won and yeah. they're all going to be together and it's going to be that moment where it's like, why don't we just give up? Why don't we just, just, just fade away? And it's going to be Spider-Man who perks up and says, we have power. We have the power to stop this. And with great power comes great responsibility.
0: Oh my God. If it happens like that, we got, we got to <laughs> buy a lot of tickets, you know, <laughs> <laughs> predicted the future.
1: That's the future, dude.
0: I do. I was thinking this would happen. Uh, Thanos comes out. And he's like, y'all better not mess up like me. And it just, <laughs> just vanishes. <laughs> he's like, headless. <laughs> it's like, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm going to work at McDonald's now. <laughs> this, this is my punishment.
1: I'm calling it, man. <laughs>
0: See Ronald McDonald <gasps> behind him. Get back to work, Grimace. It's like, I'm Thanos. Remember me.
1: I am inevitable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm inevitable. <laughs> okay. Your argument carries too much logic. Marvel is too smart. It knows that it's... What's valuable and has weight with viewers. So they're going to throw it in. But considering they didn't do it now, they're probably going to save it for like an important moment. You're right. If they don't, they're going to be stupid. They're going to like miss, mishandle this incredible memory that everyone has of Spider-Man.
1: They had very many opportunities <laughs> to yeah. drop that line in this movie. And if they're not doing it in this movie, they're saving it for a You're special right, cause
0: occasion. Jake all could have dropped it when they're having the talk. That would have been a good moment.
1: He could have dropped it, Tom Holland yeah. could have dropped it, Aunt May could have dropped it, John Favreau could have dropped it,
0: they <laughs> like could have the had a dozen different
1: moments, Yeah. but if they're not doing it, who was it, David Lynch, mm-hmm. that, that said that filmmaking is a process of not just what you show, but what you don't show, because the yeah, audience right. mm-hmm. understands that you can do anything. And if you can do anything, then the most important thing is the things that you do not. So I'm calling it, I have $2 on the line, guys. <laughs> man. Oh, man, two whole blood. dollars. Yeah, two whole dollars. Two entire dollars. Oh,
0: That's too much money for me, man. Yeah, yeah. you can buy McChicken with that, you know. It's uh, I can't give up food.
1: <laughs> you get some good food at Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell.
0: We can go off on another <laughs>
1: tangent on Taco Bell. <laughs> what else have we not talked about? Nick Fury
0: being a an alien.
1: Oh yeah, the scrolls. Yeah. Wait, that was pretty funny. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was not only funny but really weird. I saw yeah. it, it was pointed out on Reddit that mm-hmm. it's possible that Nick Fury has been a scroll since Captain Marvel in the 1990s. What? Wow. Because he mentions in that film that he doesn't that. eat sandwiches that are cut diagonally and i believe it's shown that he eats a diagonally cut sandwich at some point during the films no <laughs>
2: that blows my mind that would be wild do you really do you think that they would do that though i feel
0: like they wouldn't mm.
1: I, I feel like they they could they and it, could, it doesn't it doesn't particularly matter
0: yeah it doesn't matter that's true this is
1: not a character that advances right he's the rock He's the foundation yeah. stone. <laughs> the Rock. He he is the Dwayne Rock. Johnson. Dude, I would love to yes. see the the Rock. Be the Nick walls. Fury,
0: dude? Oh my God, that'd be insane. <laughs> Do you smell what the Fury is cooking? And it's just like... <laughs> the people's elbow on him. <laughs> yeah, for me, like I thought they did a great job because I felt like uh, the character of Nick Fury was a little off during that entire movie yeah
1: he, yeah it was like he's, he's more... like playing 110 samuel l jackson yeah or it's like a little he, strange
0: he, it was a little strange it was like not quite samuel L. jackson and then later turns out he's been an alien this entire time and i'm like oh dad explains it <laughs> yeah i thought makes that was <laughs> It makes sense but then what why was that the easter egg does that mean there's a captain marvel movie coming in next or what
1: uh, what's next? Yeah, what's next? Another Black Panther movie? No, this the scroll thing uh, could yeah. again segue into Secret Wars. Secret Wars, okay. It could also segue into uh, Annihilation Wave. It could segue into a lot of different stuff. Basically, I feel like they're they're opening up the Marvel cosmic landscape, right?
0: Gotcha, making it bigger.
1: Uh, Marvel has, uh, in baseball terms, a deep deep bench right yeah absolutely anything.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: there are so many characters and the storylines they can pull from and what they did there was just widen the possibilities of where they can pull stuff from there's like entire planets and galaxies of stuff that exists out there that they just haven't really poked at and i think they're just opening up to that with that post credit scene mm. i mean they have like sword they have Excalibur, they have the Canadian Avengers that nobody cares about. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, don't even get me started. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> it came as a little surprise. It was
1: nice. I'm pretty sure that's just there to expand like the cosmic landscape of, totally, totally. of the MC.
0: It's like when they're like, oh, here's, here's Thor's hammer. And then here comes Thor.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Spider-Man Far From Home. The New Mutants.
1: All oh, right, that new mutants that like that horror drama.
0: Oh yeah, that did not look good.
1: Oh, uh, Jared Leto. It could it could be good. Uh, it could be good, but I li- I appreciate that Venom they're experimenting. Two? Venom Black 2, yeah. Widow
2: 2020, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Ooh. Ooh, okay.
1: I'm excited for that.
0: Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse spinoff. Oh, with Gwen Stacy. <laughs> Is there going to be another Captain Marvel movie cuz I thought that was I Easter think that there recorder.
1: is Guardians of the Galaxy yeah.
2: 3 2020 I think Yep Guardians Ooh. of the Galaxy 3 Ooh,
1: Okay
0: I'm excited for that
2: Black Panther 2 Okay Doctor Strange 2 Okay Shang-Chi oh, Okay of
1: course
0: <laughs> Kung Fu Man
2: Kung Fu Dude He's the son of Fu Manchu <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the character's name? <laughs> Come on guys I feel like they're just looking up words that look Asian They're like alright Fu Manchu This guy
1: Cousin of something Ting Wong <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Come on, guys. <laughs>
0: Who came up with these names?
1: Like 1980s Jack Kirby, powered by cocaine. <laughs> powered by cocaine. All yeah,
0: right, cocaine and LSD, best movie makers. There we go.
1: This is the final chapter of this phase of Marvel, right? Yeah. It, doesn't this technically count as the start of phase four? No, it's de- they, they've stated outright that this is the final movie in this phase. Oh, okay,
2: okay. Wow, so yeah.
0: Oh. really? Spider-Man Far From Home?
1: Yeah, it's not Endgame. It's Far From Home.
0: What mm, a that kind of makes sense.
2: Yeah. Did you guys talk about how Spider-Man is revealed at the end? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: With J.K. Simmons?
0: Yeah, dude, Simmons <laughs> calls back. He's
2: the dude, only person who played a character. Legend. Yo, legend. What do you think this means for Spider-Man, though? Do you think he'll become, like, the next Iron Man, where he's just open about who he is?
0: No, no.
1: I
2: feel like it won't be.
1: I think it's going to be a very minor conflict yeah. in the next film. Or wherever yeah. they choose to deal with it.
2: Because it's, like, a huge hyped-up thing, but I don't think it's going to matter.
0: No. Right? No, it's going to get resolved. Yeah. It
1: theoretically puts Spider-Man in the same place that he is in the comic books, which is the controversial hero. He's not as beloved as Captain America or Iron Man, because he's a street-level hero. Yeah. Some people are unsure of him. A lot of people really love him. Some people hate him. And it's just a way to, to drive more conflict with the character. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait,
0: quick question, though. Did Jake Gyllenhaal die? Did Mysterio die? Because, like, I know they 99. put the projections 99% on
1: I'm 99.99% sure that he's dead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's okay.
0: dead. So then... Oh, mm. from Beyond the Grave. Wow, wow. Well,
1: do you remember that little insert where um, a yeah, uh, tech guy downloaded yeah, the, yeah. the video?
0: <laughs> I know, and like, before that too, they are like, I need the projection of my suit ready. and I, So I know that he had that planned, but I yeah, thought he yeah. got out alive, but it's kind of sad that he's dead. No, nah, he's dead. Makes sense. He's too expensive. He's too expensive, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. It yeah. costs too much. Yeah, that's why he died. <laughs> <laughs> when you see, like, the financial decisions kind of, like, the money man like putting his hand in and moving things around it kind of ruins the movie for you a little bit when you can see it just from above like the super smash bros hand just coming down like picking up pieces like we can't do this because it's too expensive
1: a new challenger (laughs) appears yeah a new challenger appears
0: investors It was great. It was a great Easter egg, a uh, cameo appearance. I I really hope that they don't go the same route where he works as a, a photographer for him, Jay Jameson. I
1: strongly doubt that that's where they. You know. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think they'll take him that. It's route. been done
0: too much, and I feel like it would kind of ruin the character development they i think so
1: the, sa- the same concept is probably going to be played but in yeah. a different route because he's still in high school right yeah he's he's still a high yeah. school student if i'm gonna bet another u.s dollar on something <laughs> he he's probably going to end up like interning for real at stark industries oh or something related to yeah that, that would be, be really
2: cool because they show him as someone who's
1: incredibly intelligent so might as well play into that,
2: right? That's why I don't get like the other Spider-Man movies. There's like, this guy is a genius. So we're gonna make him a regular low-level photographer. <laughs>
1: Well, that was always the, that's part of the character is that he has all this talent and he never really fully utilizes it because yeah. his superhero persona is always at odds with his capabilities as a civilian. Latest Spider-Man storyline sort of deals with that, with the superior Spider-Man where Doc Ock takes over his life, basically. Oh yeah, you yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, we're like, Doc Ock takes over for him, he assumes Peter Parker is dead, and he looks at Peter Parker's life and he's like, bro, what the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> you don't have your PhD, you're in a dead-end job, your girlfriend hates you, I'm gonna fix all of this right now. Does he? He gets his PhD, he establishes Parker Industries, which is beco- becomes a multi-billion dollar industry overnight, <laughs> and then he gets like three girlfriends.
0: Wow, not even one, Three.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but that's kind of the gist of it. That's funny. Peter Parker's life is just a massive series of disasters. He's a bit, Like, his personal life, he's basically reeling from one disaster to the next. Which is what <laughs> putting makes out him- fires. Yeah, it makes them relatable because we all understand. Like, hey, I fucked this up, I fucked this up. It's not like Captain America where I'm going to punch my way through every single problem. Punch Nazis. (laughs) I'm just going to punch Nazis for like 120 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we all have Uncle Ben, you know.
2: I'll solve all my problems with my moral uprightness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can you feel the (laughs) righteousness? (laughs) If they respect that core to the character and they have thus far i think he's probably going to be the most compelling hero that we've seen in marvel yeah, yeah. no so i point. like
0: the uh, zendaya's mj it's not like the hey tiger mj but like this one's more
1: it's very well adapted to modern times
0: yeah. well yeah. adapted to modern times good way to put it
1: like flash thompson was originally the jock archetype right
0: oh he was brock uh flash thompson <laughs> flash thompson all right, all right. yeah he How was, was he brock? was
1: he was originally the jock Like, Uh he was uh, the bully to Peter's nerd or whatever. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. work anymore. It just doesn't, that that dynamic doesn't exist really It doesn't pan out.
0: Yeah, that's, you're right. Especially young people won't be able to relate to that because the high school dynamic is so different now.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really smart decision. Everything they've done with the characters has adapted really well
0: totally
2: that's a very good point yeah it pans out very well for like modern times
1: yeah where mj was originally like just like straight up sex symbol she has other stuff going on she has a brain She's (laughs)
2: obsessed with death (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i love how they make nj so
1: weird (laughs) i have to point out that one of my favorite moments from the comics and this is from ultimate comics is where peter is hanging out and i think it's johnny storm just jumps on him, and he's like, yo, I, I met one of the female villains from rogues Gallery, and she just started some crazy shit with me, and we gotta figure this out. And Spider-Man's like, uh, which one? And the, the Human Torch is like, wait, list them. And he's like, uh, black, black cat, um, <laughs> he just goes through this list of, like, 20 different female villains, MJ's like, wait. Back up. <laughs> Back up a minute here. <laughs> oh, wow, that's great. He has he has so many, like, female villains that are just, like, they're just selling sex, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we go over our, our recaps of our thoughts, and then we'll rate the movie, and then we'll call it an end there.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll lead again. Um, All right. This is a really promising continuation of the direction that they've been taking Spider-Man in the MCU, the Mm -hmm. character is very true to the core of the Spider-Man character as it's been portrayed in comic books and since forever. And I think it might be the best portrayal overall, the most focused, the most cohesive, because the comic books are just a mess. (laughs) They're legitimately a mess. You would need thousands of yards of whiteboard to draw out the diagram of everything that's happened to Spider-Man, to figure out where he is as a character, and the MCU has really focused it down to a very narrow path, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate that they spend a lot of time to develop the core moral side, the 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 character side, rather than just the superhero side, which is what they did with Captain America, you know, Captain America probably more than anything else because he had five minutes of backstory and character development and then he was just captain america right (laughs) forever (laughs) yep so i like that i think it's a very promising start in the next phase of marvel because they're clearly bolstering spider-man as the core core character he's he's the next iron man absolutely Not, not just as iron man but as the main character more or less of the next arc
2: yeah no i agree with that like Honestly, yeah, I do stand by what I said earlier, which is I think that this movie, at least to me, I enjoyed it more than Homecoming. Yeah, it's like a teen rom-com, almost, kind of. It is, um, but also a superhero film. The development in regards to the characters and their relationships was just so much fun to watch. They created so many sympathetic characters that really made for an interesting movie overall, and I I really enjoyed it, so. There were flaws, and this movie definitely could have been better, more cohesive in terms of, like, Spider-Man and him being Spider-Man versus him being a normal student, Peter Parker, but I do like how they kind of play into that conflict of, like, he's put at a crossroads a lot of times where he has to choose between, will I do what is right and what will help ultimately more people? Or do I just be like a kid and do whatever I want and ultimately just, like, pursue the girl? Screw everyone else. I'm gonna live my own life.
3: <laughs> Shinji. <laughs>
2: Shinji? Shinji. Is that you? But, um, yeah, and he's, like, an honorable character for doing that and sacrificing, like, his relationship with MJ for a large part of the film just so that he can help people. Even though if it's, like, grudgingly, he will still do it and he'll ultimately continue to sacrifice himself for others which is what makes him such an honorable and memorable character regardless of his flaws i think that's why he's sympathetic and that's why spider-man like why people like spider-man so much is because yeah he makes mistakes and he's stupid but that's like the rest of us and yeah. he always tries to do what's right even if that comes to at great personal sacrifice he'll still choose to do what is right
0: yeah for me i really enjoyed this movie uh, again My main takeaway was that uh, it had so much potential to be better than what it is. But I understand why things have to be sacrificed to make it uh, a movie that makes money. So that they can continue to make these movies. And I'm not sad because the parts that I did like and have that I saw that had a lot of potential were well done. Like incredibly well done. And uh, I hope they give these writers more room to kind of make a more cohesive like narrative and character development and like motivations all of that be more cohesive and consistent throughout the entire movie and you know you can have your big action set pieces but i hope they give them a little bit of rain and like putting something in there you know <laughs> i always say you gotta trick the audience a little bit but like what i did see it was definitely a team rom-com coming-of-age story from the beginning to the end they adopted it to modern times like it's not like a callback and they copied an old film It's is completely something fresh but felt very similar and I thought that t- took a lot of skill to pull off the best parts of the movies was when Spider-Man was trying to be Peter Parker the action scenes i didn't really care for the superhero parts uh i felt like mm-hmm. they kind of threw the pacing of the movie off um but what i did see like jake again jake gyllenhaal's character mysterio has so much potential to be more sympathetic like
1: great performance too
0: yeah great performance yeah. incredible like you, you know that he's a bad guy when he goes crazy but like when he was being not so bad <laughs> and lying like <laughs> you believe him you know not he's a so great actor bad too. guy
1: yeah bad,
0: bad guy definitely he's, a, bad he's guy.
1: actually a bad guy <laughs> yeah he's actually a bad
0: guy <laughs> yeah but you wish he wasn't
1: <sighs> uh,
0: but yeah I, I, I liked everything um third act a little inconsistent there for the sake of having an amazing action set piece again i thought it was visually stunning uh narratively doesn't really fit in there logically either it's just it just looks great and i'm okay with that considering the first two acts were pretty darn solid uh, we can't all get what we want <laughs> you know it, it's sad it's sad that has to be there for that movie to make money and get get more movies made like that um but yeah i hope that the next movie is a little more consistent you know you can have those great set pieces that look amazing but have it feel like it's a part of the movie instead of you just add it on this thing at the end like a cherry on top you know like have it be part of it takes more work but i hope they figured that out all right let's go to our rating scale
1: well hang on uh yeah? i forgot to mention this mm-hmm. something okay. i really appreciate in the movie this is the first time we've seen spider-man get hurt oh yeah legitimately that is true You're right he's been pretty invincible like to an unbelievable level in all these movies up until this point yeah
3: even
2: even in like infinity war like yeah, yeah. like wow. he got
1: he got snapped but he didn't really get hurt <laughs> yeah yeah Right. Everyone else has gotten like <laughs> stabbed, shot, whatever. But Spider-Man got like knocked. He got like a. He got like an airplane dropped on him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm good." He just That's lifted Spider-Man. it up. Yeah. yeah. And in this movie, it, he got real messed up. And yeah. I I really appreciate sure. that because you have to show that your heroes are vulnerable. Otherwise who cares he just becomes yeah. he becomes Superman, Superman Captain problem. Marvel yeah. it's the Superman dilemma right like when he got yeah. nailed by that bullet train you're like oh
0: oh yeah oh like I know he survived but oh that's gotta oh, leave man. a mark dude
1: yeah he got real messed up He's Yeah. brutal and I he I, got I, railed. <laughs> 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 oh my <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> oh my, that's a podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spider Man gets railed. To <laughs> 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 to t- tonight on the daily bugle. <laughs> oh
0: my. I was thinking of Bugle chips every time I hear
1: Bugle. Yeah. I I just I I appreciate yeah. a good railing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good point. Right, let's, anyway, better ratings, yeah.
1: Uh rating right. scale. Okay. Yep. Um man, this is this is a little bit tough. I want to give it somewhere between a 7 and an 8. Mhm. Okay. I'll I'll go with a 7 for now.
0: All right. Ooh, all right. Okay, okay. Is it?
1: seven mm. suicide squads. <laughs>
0: seven suicide squads of course squads. we gotta uh, clarify because our rating system is based on how many suicide squads
2: it's like i want to give it an eight but i don't feel like it's an eight like it's almost there
0: so like a 7.9 like
2: a 7.75 <laughs> like <a> 7. <laughs> Oh, okay. suicide okay. squads that yeah okay. i like that i like that yeah like that okay hmm what about you I'm, sam
0: i'm giving it a 10 a 10 yeah
2: a 10 really okay yeah
0: again this is not 10 out of 10 people please don't be confused this is a science here suicide squads there there are no maximums that we can give we can give literally yeah. any amount <laughs> also the value can change based on how we're feeling and the time of day so even though we yeah, uh, just for reference we gave Blade Runner 2049 a 9 8.5 and 9 respectively it does not mean that I like Spider-Man Far From Home better than Blade Runner
1: our entire <laughs> scale might also change with this upcoming year's suicide squad by james scott <laughs> exactly exactly
0: now we, we we're <laughs> gonna have to it's it really good we're gonna have to lower two? our scores two yeah two suicide? one half a suicide squad you don't know that's a, that's the beauty of the system because it actually doesn't matter what we give it <laughs> it's just our our feelings on the movie uh given very ambiguously and you can't you can't blame us for it. You can't be like you gave this movie a 10 like 10 suicide squads. Please. It's not a wow. 10 out of 10. <laughs> this
2: this movie made 95 or 92 mil opening wow. weekend. Yeah. Wow. And total it's domestic is 242 mil domestic. but then foreign is 392 mil. So it's actually made 635 mil. Holy cow as of what two
1: days ago this is the second frame we're in the middle of the second frame
0: this is this is why you need like those action set pieces and everything it's just it's sad but
1: well spider-man as a property is the most popular marvel property you're right you're right by far yeah it's the most recognizable anywhere you go right yeah it's like it goes spider-man batman Uh spider-man in that approximate order right as far as hero popularity. So the property was probably always going to do well. As long as the movie was palatable. Yeah, even even you know, Spider-Man you know Man 3 did. Yeah.
2: Was in the secret world of Arietti. Really? Oh, was he? Yeah. As a voice actor. Apparently. Hmm. Wow. Okay.
0: Anyways, before we go on tangents, so we'll just end the episode here. Uh, again, we have our ratings. This has been episode 10 on Spider-Man Far From Home. Thank you guys for listening in. We really do appreciate it because we're not used to getting listeners. <laughs> so sub to us. <laughs> sub to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Player FM. We're on everything. Spotify. Give us a sub. It helps out. Uh, if there's a rating system, hopefully you give us a good rating. and Write us a comment. You can send us an email at pointyhatcast at com. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And catch us next time on the Pointy Hatcast.
1: Thanks for dropping. Bye, guys. Stay pointy. Stay pointy.
0: Stay pointy.
3: What if I was like, oh no, All Sam! Right. I think I think
2: my recording's cutting in and out again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Never
3: again.
1: What are we doing next time? <laughs> um, that is a great Cowboys question. versus aliens. No,
2: <laughs>
0: cowboys versus aliens.
2: Oh, uh, we can we can hey, decide.
0: It will be a surprise. That's right. Even we don't know what's coming next. That's how good we yeah, are. we're gonna It'll roll a one d twenty.
1: On on a one it's gonna be like after earth on a twenty, I don't know. <laughs> after earth.
0: <laughs> this one like people stop tooting it, I rolled a natural one.
1: Yeah? Uh,
3: <laughs>
0: uh Uh, uh Alright.